Thanks to Mama May for supporting Mama on a Mission, the solution for busy, time-poor working mums who want nutritional, organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy mum running a business and juggling all the plates, I know that you feel me on this, I am too tired to cook. So no more stressing or worrying about mealtimes. This subscription service is every working mama's dream, I promise. Get your 25% off your first three Mama Made boxes with the exclusive code only on this podcast, Mama Mission 25. I will leave the link in the show notes. You're listening to Mama on a Mission. And welcome to the Mama on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Jonesy, certified positive psychology coach, business mentor, and mum. I thought I ruined my life when I had a baby. After a traumatic 90 hour labour and struggling through a very messy start to motherhood with postnatal depression, I lost my mind, identity, confidence, and I hated my postpartum body. Now I adore being a mum and I'm more motivated than ever. I've built a successful business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to be with my family and I set up this podcast to help mums not feel alone in their struggles. I am a mama on a mission to imperfectly empower mums postpartum and beyond. My goal is to help one million mums improve their mental health, shift their mindset, get body confident and reach their goals without the mum guilt. Together on this show, we are going to redefine what it means to be a working mum in the modern world, whether you're looking to build a side hustle, make money online, or pivot in careers. This is your non-judgmental mum club that helps you grow in every area of your life because taking care of you is taking care of your kids too. Now let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Mama on a Mission podcast. Today I have Sarah Naylor on the podcast and she is a life and career transformation strategist and I'll let her go into what that actually means. But basically, I know that she helps people live their best life personally and professionally. She's also a podcast host of Harnessing Happiness, which I was on recently. So if you haven't listened to that one, I will link it in the show notes for you. And she has over 30 years of experience in recruitment and she's helped thousands of people find their dream job, change careers and get themselves back on track. Now, I love what Sarah does because I know that mums get to a certain place in their their life, they've built up a career and then they have children and then they're at this crisis point where they're like, okay, do I go back to work or do I change career? Or this is an opportunity for me to actually do something different or set up a business or start a side hustle. So there's all of these questions and actually a lot of mums get real anxiety, worry, it can cause them to feel really low as well about actually finding this balance with being a working mum or being a full-time mum. So I would actually love to chat to you, Sarah, today. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. Having the tables turned. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. As you can hear, Sarah's got the most infectious energy. And I just want you to share initially kind of how you got into this this work 
Well, work in I'll just give you a sort of potted back history then. So, I mean, really, really right back, back, back in the day when I got into recruitment, I'd, uh, I'd actually started out life as a, a cartographer, actually, drawing maps and geological maps and diagrams. And it just wasn't, as you said, just related to my energy. It's like it wasn't pacey enough for me. And anyway, I, I left there with my ex-husband, went down to London, found a job through a job centre, which was actually really quite exciting. But they said in the job advert they wanted somebody with a driving licence prepared to travel and art O-level. I thought, well, that ticks all the boxes. And I ended up back in the mid-80s working in London for a uh, audiovisual firm to demonstrating computer graphics equipment that first came out. Anyway, so I came back to Nottingham, which is where I'm, I am, and I started to go into recruitment agencies and I recognised that this is the sort of thing that I actually want to do. And, um, yeah, and, I, and it happened because I happened to be in, and this is the premise and part of all of what I sort of am about, if you like, is that I, I picked up on this agency who who were recruiting for another recruitment agent. And so I went, put me forward if you get an opportunity to do so. And they said, well, you know, all the interview slots are filled. But I said, well, look, you know, if anybody drops out, pop me in. And they did. I got the job, made redundant three months later, picked up the yellow pages, got some interviews and started my career properly in recruitment. And that's where I was and that's where I still am. But opportunities have presented themselves to me. I've, I've taken them. And when I ultimately went into self-employment in 2009... It was at the height of the recession. And I really recognised that I wanted to get away from where I was, but I didn't know where I fitted. And by a process of elimination, I identified that I was best suited to working for a small bespoke business. And and suddenly two opportunities manifested themselves out of nowhere, (laughs) of which I grasped one. And it was having done that as a single mum I was you know by this time I'd left my ex-husband I'd been with him 20 years and my son was six and I was building a life from scratch because I you know you mentioned post-divorce I had no social life when I was married of my own and I had to kickstart it from my parents sofa in effect when I ended up back there sharing my old bedroom with my son when he was six so when I then embraced self-employment it was as a single parent my son was 10 and um, I had to go and get a bank loan to get my myself um, up and running and to pay myself an income to cover the mortgage whilst I then embarked on working in in recruitment on behalf of another employer on a self-employed basis but do you know what it was the best thing that I did but it was during that time she then sold this business to another recruiter whose values just didn't match mine. You, you might think it sounds daft. It might seem, sound woo-woo to some people. However, I was at a mind-body-spirit event in London and I experienced this cranial mass, the cranial stuff that was called um, access or consciousness. And it was just a sample trial of it. And in the background on the stage was all this sort of shamanic drumming going on. And it, they explained how it, was, um, it would activate parts of my my subconscious my brain whatever anyway I was walking past life coaching stalls there no no give give gave no thought whatsoever two weeks later I kid you not suddenly it dropped into my head I'm getting out of recruitment I'm going to become a life coach <laughs> and so I then I sort of scrolled the internet found a, a business that appealed and trained to be a 
coach and I, within the year I'd qualified as a level five performance coach and I only discovered after I'd completed it that that was the equivalent of a two-year degree course and I'd done it in one year whilst working <laughs> so you know what I'm, what I'm trying to explain is that you know when it's recognizing opportunities and you seize those moments you go with it and you you drive through and that's what's taken me on the journey to where I am today and how I've you know, I, I do what I do because I know that when you get clear on what it is you want to do, what do you, you know, you can go through a process of process of elimination. And you've mentioned, you know, mum's returning to work, depending on how long you've been off, whether it's, you know, it could be a few months or you've, you've gone back and you go, oh, my God, no, I know this isn't right. You know, but it's listening. It's tuning into yourself. It's recognising what it is you do enjoy doing, what you want to do, what you like to do and getting kind of specific about it because, you know what, if you, you've, oh, I'm a firm believer in getting this picture in your mind, you know, and understanding who you are, what makes you tick, where your passions are, where your talents are, because once you align your talents and your passions with your career, you can live your, live your life on purpose and fulfil your potential. But you're not necessarily going to find a job ad describing what it is that you think you want. You need to understand who you are and what you want. That's where the process starts. Because once you get clear on that, you will recognise those opportunities, as did I when they were presented to me when I left recruitment all those years ago, because I suddenly... It was like, oh my gosh! And these, t- I, I kid you not, I'd not had any conversations with these people beforehand, but they had, uh, the opportunities were identical to work on a self-employed basis, on behalf of a small bespoke business, which is where I decided I fitted because I'd never worked as a manager in recruitment. I was too long in the tooth to go and join the national firms that employed graduates, and I, you know, and I knew more than you know a lot of managers because I'd been in recruitment so long. But it, you know, it's looking at those elements. What do you enjoy doing? What do you love doing? What hours do you want to work? Do you want to work from home? Do you want to work from an office? Do you want to work hybrid? Do you want to work mornings, afternoons? Do you want to work full time? Do you want your children in full time childcare all the time? Because you know, I know I was never destined to be a stay at home mum. And I was off for four months and went back. I think I was working three days a week at the time. But it's, it's, it's understanding what works for you. Because once you understand what works for you, then you are going to start having those conversations with people you're going to start recognizing the opportunities that are around you you then can start connecting with the right people getting yourself and positioning yourself you know with groups of people in online networking groups going out out to networking groups and having those conversations because once you know what it is you inherently are looking for you know, you're going to have conversations and those opportunities could just then materialise. Because trust me, if you are looking for an advert, usually, you know, historically, you're going to then be competing against a lot of other people for job opportunities. But if you then start to have the right conversations, it's about, I don't want to say it's not what you know, it's who you know, but it's actually how you position yourself and what connections you make and the conversations that you have. Because unless you speak and make it put it out there you know we're talking about the law of attraction here you know about what you put out is what you attract back so once you've got done that work on yourself and I've you know I've written my book which is shine a light on you how to manifest your dream job which takes the reader through that process which I've also created a digital online course which is more interactive that goes into it in more detail as well once you've gone through that process you've got that clarity you've got that bigger picture you know what you're working towards you will start to recognize those opportunities but it is important that you recognise them 
and act upon them. Because you can put all this stuff out, but unless you act upon it, it's taking you nowhere. Um, but I do believe that you can manifest your dream job. I've done it myself several times over. So really, what my book is doing and what I talk about is all my experiences. It's my recruitment experience. It's my coaching experience, my spirituality. It's what I understand about universal energies and how impactful they are if you get in alignment with them, get into flow, recognise stuff, you know. And, and if things aren't meant to be, you know what? If you think, oh, I'm going back to work and I want to do this, that and the other. Well, why am I not getting that job? It's probably not meant to be for whatever reason. You might not ever even know what it is, but you know what? Except being accepting of stuff and not pushing where you're not getting any answers. It's creating those opportunities. And let's face it, you know, you can create opportunities for yourself as you have, Charlotte, you know, and I have, you know, you create these opportunities along the way by getting clear and following your flow and getting passionate. As you can tell, I'm getting passionate about stuff. <laughs> Does that answer your question? I have to apologise to your listeners. If I can do a, if you can answer a question in three words, I will find 300. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I actually, I love what you said. I mean, I want to go back to when you were talking about, you know, what do you actually want to do? Like actually think about what do you want to work part-time, full-time, how many days, what hours, blah, blah, blah. I always say like, what life do you want to live? And then build your work around that. Because I think traditionally we haven't been doing that. And then this is where we mm -hmm. get quite stuck and actually think to ourselves, well, I've just got to go back and just get a part-time job because I need X amount of money. And it's like, well, actually, you know, what life do you want to live? What's the lifestyle? And then work backwards from there because when I set up this business and, like, why did I do it? It's because I wanted more flexibility. I wanted a bit more freedom. But then will I take on certain jobs because I want more income? Or, like, I know what life I want to live and, and what the lifestyle is. And then I will attract those opportunities and I totally agree about the manifesting doesn't happen without action so it's interesting you're saying this because I mean I'm a huge believer in manifestation but um recently so I've been saying I really want a garden for Leo like I want a house. We live in a two-bed flat at the moment and I love it. I'm very grateful for it. It's spacious, but it's not big enough. And today, just before this actually, was our landlord was saying, oh, there's this three-bed house that I'm looking for tenants. Like it's got a garden, blah, blah, blah. I was like, see, these are the things I've been putting it out there and I've attracted that to come back. Absolutely. Exciting. Yeah, but it is. It's setting those intentions. It's knowing. It's getting clear, you know, and it's just, yeah. But when you've done that, you will recognise those opportunities. And it is very much about, it's that clarity. It's that bigger picture. Like you said, what life do you want to lead? I mean, as I said, I was self-employed. I was there for my son. I was able to take the numerous phone calls. Mrs. Naylor, your son. <laughs> okay, you've got all this to look forward to, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, can you tell your son it's not appropriate to pull his pants down and run around the school playground? I said, oh, God. 
<laughs> and things coming through the post. Oh, this, can you tell your son this isn't appropriate? Oh, God, Fred. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's having that flexibility. And that's the beauty of self-employment, that you have got that flexibility. But it is, it's carving it out. It's knowing what you want to do, what, you, what you're enjoying. But, you know, it may be that, you know, you, you've got mums that do want to go back to work. And maybe it is about getting the first job. Maybe that is the situation. Maybe income's important and mm. you just grasp that first mm. job. Maybe you've had a high-flying career, but you don't want that pressure. Maybe it is about going and getting a job in LD. But you know what? Getting that experience in it could then progress to something completely different. It is about those opportunities to talk to people. And there's a lot of people that don't like the word networking. But do you know what? Networking's just about having a chat with people. I mean, you could talk about my gran back in the day. My mum always used to say, oh, you can leave your gran at the door, at the bus stop and she'll have somebody's life history in five minutes. But it's that curiosity. It's having those conversations. It's those chance meetings that you have with somebody that you're having this conversation and if you know what you want and what you're looking for and you know you share stuff and you are open because you've got clarity you know it's not about going well actually this is what I want but if you start those conversations being curious about somebody else and you find that point of rapport you you know you're exploring I see conversation as a dance you know it's this push this pull it's not about coming in and going rah this is me this is what I do this is how I can it's it's just having conversation and being open honest and flexible and fluid and seeing where it takes you because you know it's about going with that flow and if you're in in alignment with your energies and your flow things will come along and you'll go oh well actually do you know what that part-time job like you know say adult that might just fit for now whilst I'm doing that I can spend that other bit of time that's freed up focusing on really what it is I want to do and making those connections perhaps doing some further study perhaps doing something that that might connect me with somebody else that can join the dots to take me where I want to go but you know going back to when I qualified as a coach I wanted to do tv and radio work setting those intentions and that cropped up you know and I've done loads of local tv and regional BBC radio stuff you know and it's just it it materializes it's magic Charlotte it's magic (laughs) I would love to know Sarah I'm just thinking about the mum that's at a crunch point where she's having to return back to work, but actually it's not something she really wants to do. She's got anxiety. She's lost her identity. She doesn't really know what her purpose is or what her, you know, she's not clear on it at all. And in the chaos of having a baby, which you know exactly what that is like, how do you just what's the first steps to take to actually get gain a bit more clarity and a bit more purpose I think it is about finding that time and I know personally from you know my experience when I had my son I mean I did I didn't have that time my ex-husband was very difficult he didn't even want my parents my mum to come and help me out so you know I do understand that scenario maybe gosh 23 years ago but it's it's tough and I know it's hard but what I would would sort of say is If you're given that opportunity or if you can create that opportunity so you have got some time to yourself, because let's face it, babies are quite demanding, aren't they? (laughs) They do want your attention. Um, And it's I guess it's there's some boundaries to be set in and it's sort of knowing that it's okay to give yourself some time, you know, whatever anybody else might think, you know, your health, your well-being, without you filling your own cup up, you know, you're not going to be able to look after and take care of all of those around you, which is, as, you know, mothers, we have this sort of natural affinity predominantly to do so. So I think if you can carve out some time for yourself, to really spend time in reflection to think about you know what it is that you do want where are you wanting to go from here are you wanting to 
you know, spend time, more time off? Do you want, can you extend that maternity leave? Do you want to start to explore the opportunities of going into self-employment? Or do you want to go back? Is your employer able to offer you part-time if you want to go back and go on a phased return? You know, look at all the options, look at all the parameters, look at all what's available because, you know, it's not cut and dried. It's not going to just be one thing or other. It's not just a case of going back or not going back. Although for me at the time, it I didn't even have that option, didn't even have that choice. There wasn't even that discussion with my ex-husband. You know, I was predominantly the main breadwinner because he was self-employed. And hand on heart, we didn't even have a discussion about it. I would encourage you to have discussions. Have Be open with your partner, your husband, whoever it is that you are with and who you've had a child with. You know, be open with your family. Have these discussions about, you know, where you're at, what you're feeling and, and look at the options that are available to you because... You know, it may be that you want to go back full time. You're going, let me back, let me back. I can't do this being at home, being a mum thing. And I, to be hand on heart, I don't think I could ever be a you know, full time mum at home. Um, but I never had that option. It never was discussed at the time. You know, it was a case of me going back. I worked three days a week and I had two days at home with my son. That was as it was. But, you know, there's always more than one way of looking at things. There are always more options available, but it's spending that time... And having that time to yourself without, you know, a baby calling on you, a baby crying or or somebody else wanting you. And so if you can, carve out even a couple of hours a week that are just for you. Somebody's got, you know, looking after your baby, your baby's at nursery or your partner's looking after your baby. If you don't use that time to concentrate on your career, that time for you is, is vital because it will help you recharge your batteries. And in recharging your batteries, you will then have that mental capacity to sort of think things through have more ability to process because you've had a bit of a break, you've had a bit of a rest. But trust your instinct, go with what feels right. It may be that you want to be a full-time mum at home and see what options are available. How can you make that work? Are there side hustles that, you know, you've referred to that you can actually start to integrate? Or, you know, can somebody have your child for some of the time so you can do those things? You could perhaps do further study. There's all there's there's so many different options. There's so many different variations on how we can live our lives, and you know it's not necessarily just a case of going back full time to the job that perhaps you were in previously. But you know, be kind to yourself. You know you've had a baby. It's a massive change on your body. If it's the first one, it's the start to the rest of your life, and there'll always be your child, and they'll always keep ringing you, and always keep going, Mum. <laughs> so and it keeps changing. Every time you get into some sort of pattern or some routine, it will change. It always does. I remember that myself. It's just like you think it's going to go one way. And then it's like, oh, my God, those those nights he was sleeping, they're not sleeping. Whatever. <laughs> it's just... And it continues. It continues. To try and succinctly answer your question, if you've got opportunities to have some time to yourself, have some time to yourself. If it means that you don't think about your career in that time, but you've had a rest, brilliant. But if you can use that time to think about your career do so you know what is it you want to do what's going to work for you and work that out what you think is going to be best but don't don't beat yourself up if that changes because you know what you might try one thing and go mm, actually that wasn't how I thought it was going to be and it can be a process of elimination so you know just just work it through trial different things have conversations with people but have some time to yourself amazing and something else I just thought of was that don't listen to other people's opinions about whether you should go back to work or not. Or there was a guy um, who's doing our windows. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because he was like, oh, where are you off to? I said, oh, work. He said, oh, 
he's a bit young for you to be at work. <laughs> it was a judgment. <laughs> and I know. And I kind of had to pause for a minute because I thought, I'm not going to go down that road because I get very passionate. <laughs> and he's a really nice guy. It was very traditional. It was very old school. But something like that can spark that, oh, am I doing the right thing? For somebody who's in that crisis point that they're like, oh, what do I do? They would listen to that opinion or judgment and think, oh, this isn't the right thing I should be doing. So cancel out the noise and like you're saying, get get quiet, List, tap into your intuition. There's so many ways of doing this. And just, yeah, block out what your mum's saying, what your partner's saying, what anybody else is saying, unless you really value that opinion and it's going to be very important to you. Then I'd also say that as well. And just brainstorm, Mm -hmm. like get pen and paper and just go scribble. I'm like, what's my strengths? What do I love doing? What's lit me up in the past? And then Mm -hmm. you start from that place, right? I wanted us to go back actually to, you mentioned that you were divorced and your little Mm -hmm. boy was six. Is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I divorced my ex-husband, yeah. Yeah, and I would love to know how you navigated that pain, that major life change, especially as you go from being in a partnership to being a single mum and then also changing your employment status to self-employed, living back at home. And I know for a fact there are so many single mums listening to this who have just separated from their partner or they are thinking about it or they're really unhappy but they're also stuck there because of financial reasons as well and I'm actually saying this from insight like I hear it all the time Mm -hmm. so I'd love for you to share your story and how you navigated that major change Sarah. Oh crikey well you know what I I, I lived my life in all innocence not realising it wasn't really my life you know I spent 20 years with my ex-husband 10 of them married until sort of I had a the light bulb went on and that's I mean that's another story in its whole self but but once I knew I had to change and I sort of, I'd spoken to my mum and she, <laughs> within a nanosecond, and I do mean a nanosecond, she had me at the solicitors organising the divorce. So it was like instantaneous. And it was, a, I really worked through um, a breakdown, I think, you know, I, I continued working and it wasn't until my, because I, we, we I still lived in the same house at the time because my ex-husband and I, we'd done up houses. We had actually fortunately ended up in a very big house because it was a carpenter joiner and we would we actually got on okay when it was practical stuff, but anything emotive. I couldn't do right for doing wrong. I mean, it was a really, I just, I hadn't had a social life for six, well, I hadn't got a social life of my own anyway, but I hadn't had a life. I hadn't been out uh, apart from children's parties and families, particularly his family, for six years by the time I left. And didn't really notice it because I was um, working in recruitment, which is a very sociable environment, but I didn't have a life outside of the office doors, if you like. So, you know, I sort of ended up in this position where I I didn't realise I wasn't happy until I I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. It's one of the four stages of competency. I was unconsciously incompetent of actually having my own life, but I was unhappy. But I didn't know that there was an alternative because I had no girlfriends to talk to and discuss any of this. It wasn't like you know, like we're talking now and we're so open. I think my life bears no resemblance to the one I led because you know I would get looked at or frowned upon even if I was having a conversation with my mum. You know, it wasn't. 
it wasn't deemed acceptable to have conversations to discuss personal stuff um you know and I yeah couldn't do right for doing wrong and I I remember one moment before my mum actually came round we'd had an argument about my son's behavior because you know it was I was a firm believer if you say no you mean no my husband would say no until Fred had beat him down and then he said yes and we'd had an argument about something and I was just standing in the bedroom banging my head between the gap between the wall and the wardrobe just at a complete loss but not knowing that there was any alternative but once I realized that there was another alternative as I say my mum had me at the solicitors and because we're living in this larger house you know they've got two stairs it was big I thought we could live in it together whilst the divorce went through but I was just working through a, a complete breakdown and it wasn't until my boss actually intervened and contacted my mum directly and said you need to get her out that my mum in fact we're talking 17 years ago this Easter weekend that my mum sort of orchestrated, said, just come just come and spend a couple of days with us and bring Fred. This was all unknown to me what was going on. It had all been orchestrated. And so I did, and it got extended. And then on the Thursday before the bank holiday, Friday, the Good Friday, I came home from work and I was presented with some papers as I was walking along the road, didn't realise what it was. And it was just horrific because I'd been given papers by my ex-husband to attend court the following Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, after the bank holiday, because he was being a Good Friday, because uh, he was contending, uh, contesting, I should say, uh, custody. And, oh, there's a whole catalogue of stuff, but it was horrible, it was not nice, because he was turned... He was, as I reflected, he, he well, as I reflect in more recent years, he was very much a narcissist and... Um, I couldn't do right for doing wrong. And even when we were going through the divorce, he said, we will do it our way, we'll go through a, a mediator. It's like, well, no, we're going, I'm going to a solicitor. So, you know, it was, it was tough, it was hard. And I ended up back at my parents' house sharing my old bedroom with my son. It was supposed to be for like about three months, but the house had to sell. And it wasn't until that house sold that um, I was able to get the house that I'm still living in today. And I never <laughs> finished being here as long as I did. But, you know, it, it was tough, it was hard, but, you know... It was worth it because I could suddenly start to be me. And my husband actually said, my ex-husband actually said to me, but it was about 18 months after I'd divorced him, you've become the person that you would have been if it hadn't have been for me. Now, that wasn't meant as a compliment, but I was me, you know. I wasn't this person that, you know, he'd effectively carved me and pulled me away from all my family and my friends. Um, I didn't have a life of my own, but I've taken that time to build it up. So, look, you know, anybody that's listening, know it is possible. Whatever life you are living right now, you know, is possible to change once you take responsibility for your own life, because actually, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. You know, you taking responsibility, taking that step, and when you do take that step, you know, and you do connect with the right people you do take a, you know not take advantage is the wrong word but you know the, the support that's out there that will be there there are people that you know you, you'll have in your life that even if it's just one person I mean when I left the the only people that I could potentially have had a social life with one had gone to traveling India another one had gone to live in France and another one was living in Wiltshire and I, I, I had to start my life from scratch. You know, I had to take advantage of going and joining my brother and his his friends at the pub. You know, it wasn't and it isn't, you know, my scene. But through them, I started to just have a bit of a life rather than be left on the sofa with my parents. You know, you know I went out on... You know, went out with them to events that they'd been invited to. You know, they were in the 70s and there was me and my, well, 39 as I was at the time, embarking on, on a new life. But I recognised it as the opportunity to have a second stab at life in this lifetime and to to create it in the way that I I wanted to. 
to live it, you know, and I became like a sponge absorbing so much information just to get me to standing point. I'd never been to a coffee shop. I'd never been, I'd never been out for coffee with anybody. It was like, what do you do? It was honestly, the person you see today isn't the person I was back then. It's always, don't get me wrong, I was always sort of sociable and, but I just wasn't living my life because I didn't know any different. I was just very accepting, which was an overdone strength. And I allowed how he was towards me to wash over me, which obviously you get absorbed into. So, and I didn't know how I was living my life wasn't a life at all. And it's, it's been a long journey, Charlotte. It's been a long journey of learning, um, of then going self-employed in the 2009, then sort of setting up my limited company in 2014. So even though I trained to become a coach to get away from recruitment, recruitment seemed to want to stay with me. So I've been embarked on that journey. I've sort of attempted to grow the business and recognise that that's not really been the way forward. There's been loads of trials and tribulations. I've had another relationship in the meantime that was another challenging relationship um, with a very jealous man that um, was ridiculous. But I maintained, one thing I did maintain was my friends throughout that time. But even so, even throughout that, and that wasn't until he left 2015, that then I really I had another chance to really have another go at my life and I was single for five years and really built on that and that's when I did my um, wrote my book and did more personal development and spiritual development and really kept on going and absorbing more and more because it's all about the journey we're on it's all about that learning and I mean, I'm going all tingly now because it is, it's just about evolving as a person. It's about tuning yourself into the energies and, ooh, getting really big shivers going through me. <laughs> but, you know, it's embracing that. And now I've, you know, I've recognised that I, I can have my challenges with work. I don't need that in a challenging, I don't need a challenging relationship. And I have this fabulous network of people around me, you know, and even in more recent years, like I've, I've met yourself in the last six, 12 months and, so many more people and it just keeps on widening and getting more exciting as I embrace more more is unfolded and and as I say I went through a period about five years ago so every time I put my head above the parapet more stuff was thrown at me and I'm thinking really honestly truly but I took it and I I believe that we have more I believe that we come into this lifetime to have the opportunity to learn and I thought, do you know what? I ain't coming back to learn it again. I want to learn as much as I can in this lifetime. So I've got to embrace it again next time. So it's just like I take that learning and move forwards. And, and every time you learn, another layer comes for You know, you, you have this opportunity to, to do more and learn more and keep progressing as you embrace more. So it just gets exciting. And as you get older, you get wiser and you don't give a monkeys about certain things either. So you know what? It's yeah, there we go. I'm just going to quickly interrupt this episode to ask you a question. How do you balance cooking or weaning with the demands of a high-level job or running a business? I actually use a baby and toddler meal subscription service called Mama Made. They are for busy working mums who want nutritional organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy working mum running a business... I'm going to be honest, I'm too tired to cook and sometimes I just really don't enjoy it. So no more stressing, no more worrying about mealtimes. This subscription service is every working mum's dream. 
And I've got an exclusive offer just on the podcast. You can get 25% off your first three Mama Made boxes with the code MAMAMISSION25. So if you pop that in at the checkout, you get 25% off. I will leave the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and something you have said quite a lot in that is embracing and that's something we forget to do in life that we get so caught up in the nitty-gritty or our feelings emotions which is super important like to witness and be aware of Mm -hmm. but actually embracing that these things happen embracing the change embracing uncertainty and it's hard Mm -hmm. because we need psychological safety for us to thrive but we will find that again it's not saying okay that's done and dusted you're going to be at food bank or in a hostel or you know in this place forever that's not going to happen but it might just be the place that you need to escape to just while you're getting yourself Mm -hmm. set up again I'd love to know as well like how you navigated the childcare. so obviously going through a divorce is quite difficult for both of you but then equally when you've got a child involved like how did you try and navigate that with him and also like yeah what did you do in that situation well I never ever wanted to use my son as a pawn in the relationship it was always important Mm. for me for him to have a relationship with his dad so even though I knew being with him, and it took me six years to unping how he would twist my words and how he was with me. It took a long time. I was always so wrong-footed for so long. It had become second nature to sort of question, when he questioned me, for me to then question myself, which was ridiculous. But I didn't ever want any of that to impact on Fred. What my ex-husband wanted and how, in terms of arrangements, because of his... Actions in taking me to court, he ended up with less, but it, that was all governed by the court, that wasn't governed by me. So he would have him three weekends, and then I would have him the fourth weekend, and it would then adjust during the week. So instead of him picking him up on a Friday night, he would then pick him up on a Thursday from school and drop him back on a Saturday morning. I think that's how it was. I suddenly had, for, for me, I had the opportunity to have a life, Charlotte. You know, I wasn't tied to the house and I wasn't forcing you know I wasn't trying to say use Fred as a pawn and but I had him with me all of the weeks and my my you know my working week was having him around and I my parents was very lucky because I moved back to the village and got Fred into school where yeah where we live now I had help from them so you know they would pick him up from nursery for me and he would go to did he go? No, he didn't go to preschool. He didn't go to preschool. So my dad would perhaps come over a couple of mornings, or mum and my dad would come over to take him to school. So I'd be able to get off to work, and then he would go to after school club. And I think, that, I think it was actually after school club. But perhaps I got the most. I don't know. <laughs> there were various things that actually my mum found amusing as well. But you know, it was navigated so very much. I think between my ex husband and myself, without you know causing any angst at all in terms of Fred. You know, and if Trev wanted to have him for any length of time, he could have him. You know, I wasn't going to stand in his way because it's important for my son to have a relationship with his 
his dad and he works for his dad today you know so it's it's healthy you know how whatever you think about your ex-partner unless they're harming your child you know it's important for them to have a relationship with your child you know because you know you have had that child together the issues are between you and your ex and if you don't cause issues, I don't think, and if they're causing issues, you, you sort of change your behaviour and your tact and it's, it's working with the flow of it all. Um, but that would be my advice is that, you know, however they are, allowing people to see their child because, yeah, fathers are parents too, you know, and they, you know, you hear stories of pet fathers that have had awful issues because they don't see the children and children um, are fed dreadful stories. You know, somebody I know, her ex-husband fed her children a dreadful line. When he left, he took them with him and she had huge court cases and all sorts. But eventually they realised what he'd been like. But, you know, it's just, this also, it's horrible. And it it shouldn't involve the children, it really shouldn't. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I mean, it's just I was thinking about, because when there's children involved, obviously it can cause so many different emotions in the different parents Mm -hmm. and trying to navigate that without it coming off to the children or for them to pick up on what's going on or the unhappiness or the it's so complex and there's so much involved um but you just seem like you've got this happiness back like you've restarted life after divorce like you found your purpose and meaning and you're doing so many wonderful things in the world and you you've written your book so like how can you share like your top advice for someone who's been through either a lot of adversity or they're going through a lot of pain to come out the other side and to find happiness again because that's I look at you and just like you're so happy and upbeat all the time yet you've been through so much shit. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I aim to do. I just believe that everything's working out wonderfully and I accept all the stuff that comes along um, as experience. So I, I actually, last year, reflected back on all the stuff that had happened with COVID. And then as I reflected back on that, I realised I'd used the same approach throughout all of my life. And I coined a phrase... Um, to describe my methodology, which is my ape mindset methodology, which I then trademarked. And so ape is, A is acceptance, Mm. P is perspective, and E is energy. So it's accepting what you can and you can't change, shifting your perspective accordingly. Because actually when you look at something from a different way, from a, you know, Mm. there's so many different angles to look at the same situation. And if you do that, if you shift it down, have that positive perspective, because I could actually give you chapter and verse about how dreadful my life is instead, in terms of my business was affected by COVID. You know, I've got a huge amount. I've got about, still got about £43,000 to pay back to the inland revenue. You know, it's impacted on what I cut my business dividend wise. So I'd taken out more. So that was penalised on that. I could start to give you all the negatives. But I choose not to. I look at the positives. That's how I live my happiest life is that I look at all the positives. And I believe that everything is working out wonderfully. So whatever's thrown at me, I know there's another way of looking at it. And I choose to look at the positive perspective and I channel my energy accordingly. So I have used that process, I realised, throughout all of my life, definitely last year. But you can use that angle on anything. So, you know, wherever you are in your life right now if it's not working out 
the responsibility is with you to 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 think differently to look at it from a different perspective what is this experience telling you what do you need to do differently to get different results how can you shift the way you're thinking because let's face it we aren't our behavior you know we are what's going on in our heads is like a cassette recording it's a tape recording it's something that you can change that program if you choose to that's the key you have to want to bring about the change if you're in victim mode you will continue in victim mode if you continually say oh well it's not fair it's not my fault so and so has done this so and so has done that it always happens to me yep Guess what? You're absolutely right. It will do because you are putting that message out. But if you change that, if you go, well, actually, what is it I need to do differently? Let me just start to remove the negative words, reframe them. I I love the power of the reframe. Uh, I think it is so powerful because actually rather than going, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. What can you do? Focus in on the things that you can do. And you mentioned the word earlier about being grateful and that gratitude for what you've got, for where you are. So, you know, okay, life may be really horrendously challenging right now. But do you know what? You're still surviving it and you will come out the other side. Mm. This is part of your journey. This is part of your learning. This is part of what... If I go with my beliefs that you've asked and requested to learn in this lifetime, so how can you think differently? Do you know, and even if you don't believe in what I'm believing in, the techniques work <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's having that approach and going, well, what am I learning from this? How can I do something differently? How can I get a different result? Because if I can just think differently, if I can see this as an opportunity to do something differently, which is what happened with, with you know, COVID. I mean, it, it just, my business stopped. Yeah. Everything I was doing, predominantly I earned an income from, stopped, you know, and I was still, I was back being a single parent at this time, even if my son was 21, he wasn't contributing enough to run a household, you know, and I had to, well, I just, I just seized the opportunity rather than dwelling, the bottle of wine didn't help anyway, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I seized the opportunity, I thought, this isn't going to happen again, this is a unique time in life, I am given, being given permission not to do recruitment, I can Mm. get on, I can do other things, and it was that that prompted me to revisit training to to listen to webinars to get inspiration from other people to to buy the equipment that I'm using today to talk to you on you know it pushed me forward into setting up a YouTube channel to re to then going on jumping on some NLP training because it was being offered cheap and I'd already done NLP before but it was an opportunity to do revisit and then the following year which is how we met jumping on a, an accelerator program learning from that going off at an angle getting exhausted by the November because I'd not stopped and going whoa I on a minute what am I doing with my life crikey but in amongst all of that I also met my partner and you know we 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 met during lockdown (laughs) and and he's the best thing that you know it's just an amazing relationship because I realized as I said earlier I alluded to I no longer wanted a challenging really a challenging relationship and it isn't it's just wonderful (laughs) we have such such fun I wanted somebody who was fit you know and out there and we yeah we were out last night in the getting caught in the rain and the hail because it's yeah crazy weather at the moment but you know it's it's about creating the life that you want and knowing that whatever it is you are going through it's not going to last forever because things do change things don't stay still everything's evolving but seizing chance conversations things that could take you in a different direction and how you can work it in a different way and yeah work it for how you want it to live live your life you know yeah I, I feel very grateful that I've had the opportunity to do it again and create the life mm. I live, you know, and not 
get caught up or worry about things mm. and just look for the positives. And that's how I sort of live my happiest life. And I'm, as I say, you come back to the word of acceptance and embrace. You know, I just feel that whatever happens, happens, and I will take that next step accordingly. So if everything collapses tomorrow, it'll be, OK, well, what can I do instead? What can I do now? What is this opportunity? Why has this happened? What am I going to learn? What can I do from here? What can I do differently? How am I going to navigate the way forward? And just, yeah... That's that's kind of my philosophy, really, in life, is believing it's all working out wonderfully and sort of accepting what happens and moving forward with with opportunities that present themselves if they feel instinctively instinctively right, which is how I ended up doing my podcast last year. And it's like, ah, no, it feels right doing it. <laughs> I love this because, I mean... <sighs> You focus on what is going right versus what is going wrong. And actually, that is, if we Mm -hmm. think about positive psychology, that is the crux of it. And actually, the most successful and happy Mm -hmm. people are the ones that have a growth mindset. And when we talk about growth and fixed mindset, growth mindset is literally you focusing on the opportunities, the learning, like what's possible, focusing on what. I can do to overcome this rather than a fixed mindset would be, I can't do this. I'm stuck. I don't know how to get through this. Oh, this is just for me. Like, this is my path. Like, I'm just going to sit here and just let it kind of happen for me. That is never going to give you happiness and improved well-being. So what you're living and breathing, Sarah, is literally that growth mindset, which I think they're actually teaching in schools now. I keep hearing this, which is incredible because it needs to happen. I don't know Mm. why we weren't taught these things in school, like about psychology and the brain and how we work and function as human beings. (laughs) Like, it's so important. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And if people can understand, it's the emotional intelligence side of it. And yeah, absolutely. And understanding how we work and what, you know, the energies around it all. And it's universal energies, but it's we've been just been governed and drilled down. We're still historically been sort of running an education system that is is completely outdated in my opinion I mean oh, I, my so outdated uh, that's <laughs> another subject for another day because there's yeah. so much I sort of want to sort of involve do on that and in fact my second book is work is very much aimed at parents carers and educators of children and it's, it's in the work in progress at the moment to encourage them to encourage the children in their care the students in their care to mm. sort of ask questions to be curious to to find what it is that they're, ta- they're talented at where their passions are because it's whatever it is that lights you up inside you know I'm very much lit up and excited about helping people find their flow follow their path you know encourage them to look at what they've done and what they've been successful at and how they can bring that forward and transform their life and it's about being your authentic true self as well because you know I believe in just be yourself you know it might be hard you might lose a few people along the way but you've got to be true to yourself as long as things don't hurt anybody else deliberately you know it's about you know being true to self but I want to get this across and into schools and education and through parents and to to get people to experience and be curious know what Mm -hmm. what careers or options there are out there because the world is a very very different place to the one that I started out in in 1987 in recruitment when people had been in jobs for life and you know it was very sort of set and it was we 
well, we started, we then sort of started to lose a huge amount. Well, although we had done previously of the manufacturing sector, which was, so yeah, we lost loads of manufacturing and then it all went into call centres and the call centres went abroad and everything keeps on changing, but, but things keep on changing much faster these days. But there's an opportunity for people to create and be self-employed and entrepreneurial. There's so many options. There's so many different ways from sort of having a side hustle to working on passive income to having multitude of projects and investments and just the world is is your oyster for sort of creating it in the way that you want to create it to be perfectly honest but ultimately you know for me it's the happiness comes from within it's not about the the next gucci handbag or anything like that but if that floats your boat and it makes you happy that's great i'm not against it at all in any way but it's you know i like i like nice silver jewelry and you know i like nice pieces of artwork but i don't have to buy them to make me feel happy does that make make sense you know then I if I see something and I can afford it great I'll buy it it's not going to be an issue if I can't it's not going to be the thing I need to buy to make me happy because I'm just sort of happy in life (laughs) this is why like that's temporary happiness because it will last only so long and then it disappears whereas this is why I want us to really move away from this feeling of okay if I buy this material thing it's going to give me that joy Mm -hmm. for five minutes a day 48 hours and then it goes what about investing in yourself into coaching mm-hmm. or therapy or Reiki or God, there's so many personal developments or a course oh. that's going to be or a book or any of these things that is going to actually give you internal mm. happiness because you are going to evolve and grow. But we are not in that mindset yet. Like as in general consensus is I'm going to buy that coffee. I'm going to buy that handbag. I'm going to buy that car. I'm going to, when I, I'll be happy when I have that house. I'll be happy when I ha- do that this and you won't because there'll be a next goalpost but what will you do when you're having a bad day and you're feeling really crappy it's about how you move out of that that is where you find happiness finding the joy in each day and learning to overcome the obstacles that's where I believe happiness is yeah, and I think you're absolutely right about investing in yourself, and it's one of my key points of what I don't—I can't think of the phrase I want to say. But anyway, it's it's something that I really truly believe in because I know that yeah. that investment in yeah. myself can never be taken away. Somebody can take my house, my car, my handbag, my shoes, whatever it is, yeah. but nobody can ever take away the what I've invested in myself. And I know because of that investment, and I have invested thousands over the years in my personal development and I have done my Reiki and I've done you know I'm a qualified coach and I've done other courses I've done stuff with Richard Bandler and Paul McKenna I've done all sorts of everything I've done shamanic work I've done (laughs) all Mm. sorts of things but you evolve as a person and nobody can take that away from you you know it, it gives you strength and invest in yourself just invest in yourself whether as you said it's a book it's a podcast it's a training course it's an online course it's I mean like I say I've got online courses if anybody's looking career-wise there's you know I'm sure you'll pop some links on but you know it's just about investing in yourself and going on that journey and recognizing that it's a journey and being happy and being content from within because I'm not a materialistic person in in, in the slightest I never have been you know I, I like a car I don't know what it is it's blue and it looks quite snazzy but I have no idea what it is. <laughs> and even if you're a busy working mum and you think, oh, I don't have time to invest in myself because I'm juggling all these plates. Yes, you do. You have an hour a week to invest in yourself. Like you have 
ways of habit stacking, like you can listen to a podcast or listen to a YouTube video in your AirPods while you're doing something else. Like there is so many ways that you can learn and grow. So never think that I don't have time. That's just an excuse in my opinion. I think it's key to finding your passions and what you're passionate about. As I said, you know, I did my qualification in 12 months, well, less than 12 months actually whilst working as you know, self-employed. But I was just so passionate about it. It was like my focus. I was, ju- I just was soaking it up. I loved it. But I have to say, when I was faced with all these manuals of LO outcomes, I mean, what on earth an LO outcome? It was learning outcome or something like that. And I was just like, no idea. I was like, holy moly. I did my O levels at school, left, because I'm old, you see. I'm 57 this year. So I did my O levels at school, did an A level 10 years later. And this, and my studies, I took in my early 40s. And it was just like, what's the. F- no, mid-40s. That was the first time I'd been back to some full-time study. So, do you know what? It's never too late to do anything. So, even if you're not a, a new mum, even if you're a mature mum, or if you are a granny listening to this, it doesn't matter whatever time. You can kickstart something new any time you like, and it can completely change your life. I love that. Invest in yourself today. Yes, I love that, Sarah. Oh, I could talk to you forever, as always. Like, I mean, we have. Yes, like We have done, haven't we? But we have. Thank you for sharing. I will pop all of the links in the show notes to your book and your course if anyone's interested in that. And yeah, just let people know where they can find you, more about you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always, to talk to you. And it's great to share some of my story and background. But you can find me at sarahjnaylor.com. The J stands for Joanne. It's not J-A-Y. It's sarahjnaylor.com. So there's a lot on there with links to everything else. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm all over the place. And if you want to listen to my podcast, I'm sure you'll put a link to that as well. That's completely different to Charlotte's, but it's Harnessing Happiness. And there's a lot of episodes, including the one with Charlotte on there as well, which is fabulous. Yeah, you can find me most places. But if you go to sarahjnaylor.com, there's a lot of links to links to my podcast, my courses, my books, etc. on there anyway. So you'll find me. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave me a review and tell me what you loved about the episode because this helps more mums. And as a special thank you, I will send you a free resource, which is the Get Shit Done Mum Up Productivity Planner to help you feel more organized, more motivated and inspired on a daily basis. All you have to do is leave me a review on Apple iTunes and send a screenshot over to info at charlottejonesy.com and we'll send you a free copy see you in next week's episode lots of love and light you're listening to mama on a mission it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.